up your Bibles. Go with me to Psalms 34. When you come to church, we, we are faith pleases God. That's the name of our church. If there's ever a place that you should learn about faith, it's right here. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. So what we do every time we gather, we teach and we preach. We want you to grow. Amen. We don't just want to tell you about something. We want you to understand it and step into the blessings for yourself. We receive everything by faith. Say, by faith, I receive it. Again, by faith, I receive it. It's not about what I see. It doesn't not about what I feel. It's what I believe. And where do you believe? You believe in your heart. So it's not about the arguments in your head. It's what do you believe in your heart? And the word of God is truth. So we preach the word of God. We lay down the foundations of truth upon your life so that your faith will be built up upon the truth of the word of God. Amen. And so when we come together in the services, usually the first word that I share with you, it's not an offering message. It's a faith message. I want to teach you how to trust God. I want to teach you how your life can be changed. How God has given you power. That through his word, faith in God, all things are possible. We might speak about prosperity and increase in blessings. Because God uses prosperity, increase in blessing. He uses finances to train us. Because the same faith that you use to take care of your physical, financial needs is the same faith you'll use to bring healing upon your body when your body gets a little weak. It's the faith, same faith to see situations change when, when you're going through something personal. And so you can use, it's better to use finances as a way of building up your faith so that, because it's so much better to use that than sickness than fear, than things that you, that are so beyond you. Amen. Y'all don't realize, but you're in basic training. This is the army of God. We're here to grow in our faith. And as you hear the word, we grow, we get stronger. And our mindset is never defeat, it's victory. Not victory because of what we've done. It's victory because of what Jesus did at the cross. Do you notice that Jesus is not on the cross? Because the devil couldn't keep him there. He's not in the grave because the enemy couldn't keep him there. Death could not hold him. That's why the word of God says overwhelming victory is ours. Not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done for us. Can I hear amen? And so you, you always hear speaking about victory. You always hear speaking about, about we're more than conquerors. We're never overwhelmed. We're never overcome because the greater one is inside of us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Do you all believe that? This past week, the Lord was giving me a word to share with you in this time. Even though that we always speak victory, we always speak overcoming, we always speak life. Sometimes we forget that there are people that are struggling and going through some 
difficult seasons in their life. And the word that the Lord told me to, to tell you, whether your season has been short or long, whether you've been going through something that's just for a moment or something you've been dealing with for year after year, the Lord gave me this word for you. And so I want to teach on it. It's the title of it is called things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. And I want to show you what will God, what God will do to help you, what God will do to help me. You might say, well, pastor, I, I'm always victorious. I'm always strong. Praise the Lord. Thank, thank God that you have victory. Thank God you have joy. Thank God you got peace. Amen. But when the enemy comes, you have to remind yourself that you have victory. And you have to remind yourself what the Lord has provided for you. So I just want to tell you, things are going to get better. Whether you've been struggling, been going through a difficult time, whether it seems like the weights are always upon you and there's, there's no end to the suffering you're going through. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, what people might be experiencing, but I know what the Lord told me to tell you, that things are going to get better. Look at your neighbor, tell them things are going to get better. In Psalms 34, verse 19, it says, The righteous person faces many troubles. But the Lord comes to rescue each time. Not sometimes, every time. Amen. Say this with me. He will deliver me. God has given us the promise of deliverance from our troubles. That is a promise that is already sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That he will deliver you. He will save you. Amen. Jesus did not just come to save you of your sins. He came to save you in every area. He's an all-sufficient Savior. Amen. And so when you get saved, you are delivered from the curse of sin and death. When you get saved, you are delivered from poverty and fear. When you are saved, you are delivered from sickness and disease. When you are saved, you are saved in every area. Jesus will deliver you. Amen. He will rescue you. Tell your neighbor, he will rescue me. When you're going through a difficult time, remind yourself, remind yourself what the word of God says, that he will deliver you, that the Lord will rescue you every time. Amen. Not sometime. That means God somehow, some way is going to provide. Some, God some way, somehow is going to pull you out of that pit. Some way, somehow, he's going to change your situation. Somehow, some way, but it's by his power. It's by his strength. It's by his might that he does it. Say, he will deliver me. He will deliver me. Hallelujah. Now go with me to Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the second thing I wanted to remind you about what God will do, he will turn it into your good. Say this with me. He will turn it into my good. No matter how bad the situation is, no matter how difficult the struggle is, no matter how much you've been dealing with this, somehow, some way, God is going to turn it around and make it into your good. 
Can you trust him? Can you put your faith in him? Can you? It, it, so somehow, some way, God is going to turn this around and make it into a blessing. In the moment, we won't even real. In the moment, we're thinking, "Man, this is too difficult. This is too too hard. I don't. I don't want to go through this." No, nobody wants to go through times of of affliction. Nobody wants to go through times of trouble. But remind yourself that God is going to turn this thing around and make it a blessing in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Now go with me to Proverbs chapter three. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. The third, the third thing that God will do for you. To turn it around, he will lead you. Amen. Tell, tell your neighbor, he's going to lead me. He will lead me. Amen. So the first thing that the Lord says is trust me. Trust me with everything. You could trust him when you, when you don't have an answer. You could trust him when you feel all alone. You could trust him in every area. Trust me. Trust me. Trust him, Lord, with all your heart. But I don't understand. That's okay. He understands. That's why it says lean on his own understanding. On his, on his understanding. Don't trust and, and lean on your understanding. You might not understand what's going on or how all this stuff. But you trust him that he knows. Amen. How many know that God knows? He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're going to go through tomorrow. He knows what happened yesterday. He knows. So you trust him because he knows. You might say, well, Pastor, how do I know that God understands me? Listen, the Bible says you were wonderfully created and, and, and skillfully created that even he even numbers the hair that's upon your head. In other words, this is not just a hair. This is 10,752 hair. He put a number on every one of your hair. Now, I know some of you that's easier than others. But the Lord, he watches over you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Amen. You could trust him. You are here for purpose. You're here for destiny. God's not going to give up on you. Just because you're having a bad day, God's not going to give it, give up on you. Trust him. And then the, the, the word of God says, and he will direct your path. You come before God and say, Lord, I'm just going to trust you. And then the Lord will give you the direction, what you're supposed, where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do. The steps, the Bible says the steps of the righteous are, are ordered before the Lord. He'll tell you where to go, how to do everything. You know, I was listening to a, a, a preacher preach on the gift of wisdom. And after I heard him explain the gift of wisdom, I'm thinking, this man doesn't know what he's talking about. Because the gift of wisdom is when the Holy Spirit just tells you how to do things. Where it's not like, you don't understand everything that's going on, but you know what you're supposed to do. And you do it, and it's exactly what needs to happen in your life, amen? So the, the promise that the Lord gives you is that when you trust in Him, He will direct your steps. Now, if you don't trust in Him, 
If it's only words, but it's not with your heart. If you, if you say, oh, I trust in the Lord, but, but then when it comes time to make a decision, well, I'm just going to do it my way. Whatever you do your way, you're going to have your results. I don't want my results. I want God's results. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to seek after him. I'm going to wait upon the Lord. I'm going to wait till he gives me direction. If God doesn't give me direction, I'm not moving. You're going to realize very soon that if you don't wait upon the Lord and you do it things on your own strength, your own wisdom, your own counsel, you'll find yourself in a lot of trouble. And it's not God's fault that you're there. But when you wait upon the Lord and let God direct your steps and let God lead you, you'll find yourself in places of victory where all glory, all honor belongs to the Lord. There are times I'll, the Lord will, will cause me to do things and, and I'll do it and people will come up to me and they'll think, man, thank you. Thank you for doing that. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just, I just did what he told me to do. And if I just do what he tells me to do, I'll never find myself in a place without hope. Amen. Hallelujah. Is this good? Go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I want to give you the fourth, the fourth action to receive the help from the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, now is it okay if I get in your Kool-Aid today? It's a, you get a little personal, you're not going to get offended. It's okay if you get offended. I'm going to tell you anyway. <clears throat> First Thessalonians chapter 5. <clears throat> chapter 5, verse 11. It says, so encourage each other and build up each other, build each other up just as you are already doing. The fourth thing that the Lord provides for you is that he will send someone to encourage you. Say this after me. God is sending someone to encourage me. Look at your neighbor and tell him, is that you? The Bible says, encourage each other. Amen? Tell your neighbor, I'll, I'll encourage you. Look at him, give him that... that Give them that, that saying, you can do it. <laughs> you know, the one of the reasons why we, we, we have our, our, our faith groups is so that we could build family. Not just any family, the family of, God, of Christ, the family of God. Fellowship. The Bible says that we minister unto each other. You know, there are many people here that if they found out that I was going through something, they would, they would bring things to help me. How many times have we, we cooked food for someone who maybe they lost a loved one, they had a funeral, and people cooked food for them, and, and they would help them to find out, is there anything that you need? How can I help you? Or maybe you hear that someone's going through a difficult time, and, and, and the Holy Ghost speaks to you and says, hey, put your hand upon them and pray for them. One of the most powerful things you could do is putting your hand upon someone, whether it's on the shoulder or, or grabbing their hand and, and praying with them that God will help them and God will bless them. 
It's just the love of God. I, I, I'm not asking you, Lord, to bless me. I'm asking you to bless my friend, help my friend, comfort my friend. That's why we do these, these faith groups, because we want you to operate under the Spirit of God, because it's not just the physical things like, like making food or, or helping them financially because they got a, a momentary need, but when the gifts of the Spirit flow through your life, you might just be in a, in a, in, in hanging out and, and next thing you know, the Lord is starting to put a prophetic word upon your life and you speak it because you know God wants you to say it and you speak it and it's everything that person needed to hear because you don't realize that that person was getting ready to commit suicide. But that word that you gave them pulled them from that pit of, of death. It's not just the physical, it's the spiritual. The Holy Spirit wants to minister to them, but he needs people like you and me so he can minister to them. I've told you this about the spiritual gifts. You know, faith, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophetic words, discernment spirits, diverse tongues. I told you that these things are as, as a spirit wills, but the gift is not for the giver. The gift is for the receiver. And how can that person receive if there's nobody to hear from God and release it upon their life? Amen. Amazon would be nothing without UPS. Am I right? Am I right? And that's what we are. We're the delivery. But how can you deliver if you're never there? I thank God for all those that are watching at home, but some of you chose to stay at home instead of coming to church today. Apparently, God wasn't important enough for you to get out of bed and come to church. Do that again. I tell you, you're, you're early for work, but you're late for church. It's a level of importance. But you have to understand, you're here for one another. We're here to worship the Lord. We're here to give God praise. We're here to give God glory. But we're also here to be used by God to receive the gifts of the Spirit, the packages that God has for others. That's why you come to our self group so that you can meet other brothers and sisters and minister to one another and receive boldness from God to take it home and minister to your family and your friends and your community. And every time we minister under the gifts of the Spirit, Jesus gets glory. Amen. That's why I encourage you because the gifts are not yours. They belong to the Lord. They belong to the Holy Ghost. And if any of you say, oh, I have the gift of healing, you don't have nothing. It's the Holy Spirit who has the gift. And he's the one trying to give it to the sick, but he needs a delivery person, and you are it. I mean, some of you just need to carry around a clipboard and say, sign here. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you. Look at your other neighbor and say, you need me. You, you'll be surprised how many people we minister to in this community that no one has ever prayed for them. There are many times there are, there are actual physical needs that, that you might not have the strength to help in any way, but you have the answer in the power of the name of Jesus. 
Amen? And so God is going to raise up someone to encourage you. I was going through a time where there was nobody I could talk to. When, when you're in the ministry in a position like I am, I can't just open up my heart to anybody because they're not where I need them to be because whatever, you know, the Bible says, don't cast your pearls amongst the swine. In other words, they won't treat the things that are sensitive correctly. So it becomes rumor and innuendo and, and all sorts of things that, that end up being more of a curse than a blessing. That's why, that's why you never, uh, you know, you have someone, I don't have someone. There's very few. Amen. I might have, I might have more friends than you on Facebook, but I have very few friends. Now, you're my brothers and my sister. I love you. But because I love you, I protect you. Amen. And so I was going through a time where I had no answers and, and I didn't know what to do. So I, I just said, I couldn't call anybody. I couldn't talk to anybody in the world. You know, I knew everybody, but I couldn't talk to anybody because I didn't have any peace of telling anybody. So I went into my closet. And I said, God, I have nobody. I just, I just have you. So I just cried out my eyes to God. You know, it was one of those, you know, really... Really, you know, wet cries and moquitos everywhere and all that. But joy came. And when I got up from my, my prayer time, I saw in the newspaper there's an ad for a minister that was coming into town. And I remembered him when, when, I was, when I was about 14, he came to minister at the church and my dad brought him in. And he was coming to minister at another church and the Lord says, go talk to him. He was the only minister that actually spent time to get to know me, the son of the pastor. So I went there, and at the end of service, I saw him. He looked at me and said, do I know you? And I said, yes, I'm Kevin, Carlos's boy. And he said, Kevin gave me a big hug, and he saw that I needed to, to talk to him. So we spent, we spent time talking, and I just cried, and, 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 and he prayed for me, and he encouraged me. And everything that I needed, the Lord, you know, the Lord literally brought him from around the world just to minister to me. Amen. I want to tell you, God will bring someone to encourage you. Amen. Hallelujah. And who knows, you might be the one that ministers to others and encourages them as well. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you. You need me. The last point I want to talk to you about is found in 1 Samuel verse 30, uh, chapter 30, verse 6, towards the end of the, the scripture, it says, David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. The last point I want to tell you, encourage you, is, is that you need to encourage yourself. Whether someone rises up to encourage you or not, you need to encourage yourself in the Lord, amen? Even though you might feel like, man, there's nobody like I felt, I found encouragement in the Lord when I went into the closet. David had lost everything, and he was getting ready just to quit, give up, to die, but the Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord, amen? Every time you worship the Lord, every time you step into the time of prayer, every time you call out to Jesus, you will encourage yourself in the Lord. Every time we praise the Lord and lift up our hands to heaven and begin to worship God, we are encouraging ourselves in the Lord. There's spiritual strength that will come upon our hearts to provide strength that 
that will that will see us through the hardships and the and the and the emotions that we're feeling at that moment in that moment. Amen. You are not without hope if you will press into the presence of the Lord. Amen. How many thank God for his presence? We are people that his presence is available. Amen. The moment that we say the name of Jesus, his presence comes. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he will encourage you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Praise him and worship him. And watch how he'll strengthen you. He'll give you direction. The answer will come quickly. He'll turn it around and make it into a blessing. Amen. And then your family will get so tired of hearing your testimony of how good God is. Amen. Do you all believe that this morning? Can we give God praise? Amen. Shout this with me. Things are going to get better. Again, things are going to get better. Lift up your hands to heaven as we pray. Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, that you are here to help us, to strengthen us, that the life that we live, we don't live for ourselves, we live for you. So in, in spite of whatever we face, we declare like the apostle Paul declared that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father God, that you turn things around and make them into a blessing. And I pray for every person that might be hurting and under distress. Your word says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them of them all. I thank you, Lord, that their deliverance comes quickly in Jesus' name. Help them, Father God. Provide for them. Bless them. And make them into a blessing. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory and we thank you for the miracles that are taking place in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord.